Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's get into the Word tonight. Even if it's brief, it is not going to be real long tonight. But let's do it. We're starting in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1. Thanks for all the good news tonight. And... Uh, one of those unique Wednesdays. Now, right here, the Apostle Paul is writing a letter. This says Thessalonica. I believe the modern name in Greece is Thessaloniki. Um, so th this letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. It's groupthink right here, <laughs> group writing. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica, to you who belong to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give you grace and peace. The Apostle Paul says that a lot in his writing, the epistles, grace and peace. Two very, very important things, man. The peace that passes understanding is what Jesus talked about. And grace, of course, is God's ability, God's empowerment to live right, do right, and it's also his undeserved favor. So may God give you grace and peace. Let's keep going. We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. I'm, uh, man, I think that's a pastoral thing. I'm always thanking God for you. I tell you in person because I mean it. When I say, man, I'm honored to be here, been thinking about you, wanted to tell you this had happened. Um, my, <laughs> my world revolves around God and my wife and, and family and you. Just it, it does. So we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. That is powerful. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work. What is faithful to you? What is faithful? There's a few words that come to mind when I think of faithful. It's being full of faith, sure, but it's being consistent and steady and dependable, right? Stable. Say, man, I'm, I'm there. When they open the doors, I'm there. That's faithful. You know, we think of your faithful work. I believe this is for, for all of you. Your loving deeds, so we got faithful work, loving deeds, so the things that you do are loving, that's powerful. Remember, faith without works is dead, so if you have faith, you show it by doing something for God, right? Loving God and loving people and showing it. Faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope, man, that's powerful. The enduring hope, great expectation you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read that whole verse again. I really like that verse. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your number one faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not an accident that you're here tonight, right? We don't believe in, in, in coincidence or accident. This is a divine appointment. Look at this. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. Scripture explains Scripture. Um, Ephesians chapter 1 says you've been accepted in the beloved. So he chose you. Scripture says, even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So before you were ever born, we believe when he was on the cross, you were on his mind. An old song says that. So he looked down to the quarters of time and history and said, I'm dying for them. They're going to need my redemptive power. They're going to need the blood of Jesus. And that is powerful. So God loves you. And he's chosen you to be his own people. I've always said this about kids who were adopted. I say, man, being adopted, okay. Is that special? Yeah. Because adopted kids are chosen. 
mom or dad or, or mom or dad, a single parent, they were chosen to be adopted. I, my parents didn't select me. I've made jokes about this before, you know. Oh, we want him to be, let's see, full grown. We want him to be between 5'9 and 5'10, um, maybe 5'9 and a half. We want him at some age to start losing his hair. That'd be really nice. That way he looks like the family, you know, some of the Treadwells, uh, some of the Senna's now, too. Um, um, like his ears to stick out a little bit. Want him to have good uh, recollection for details. Want him to be a chess nerd. Play chess. Um, want him to like the older, not the newer ones, the older Marvel movies. Yes, that's nerdy stuff, okay? Want him to marry a woman from North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? W want him to do... God gave me, God gave me to them, God gave us to each other, and I was born in the family center. But when you're adopted, oh man, oh that gives me chills. When you're adopted, you've been chosen. God looks through all the people and goes, he's mine, she's mine. Anyone in here having any thoughts or struggles with their identity or they're having a, a crisis with their identity, they say, man, my my biological father wasn't there. My biological mother wasn't there. You know what? God chose you, and he is your father. Once you accepted Jesus, you are part of his family forever. I just wish I could tell people. One man of God said years ago, he said, man, when people were trying to leave the church and go back to the world, he said, I wish I could. And he did this. I don't know what that meant. Maybe it was just his fingers. But he said, I w and he's a funny guy, man. He was told me in Spanish, and he said, you know what? I wish I could tell him like in the mobster movies. You can't leave. You know too much. You can never leave. You know, blood in, blood out or something. I wish people got, and the, beyond that, I just wish people got a revelation of who they are in God. That's why I feel like people have an identity crisis. That's why they, they don't get planted at a certain church. That's why they don't serve. That's why they don't know who they are. That's why they duck and dodge and hide and go into isolation because they don't know who they are. And I have good news for you, dear brothers and sisters. Is you're a child of God. He loves you and he has chosen you to be his own people. His own. You belong to him. That's powerful. The God of the universe, he had time. How does he have time? Well, he stands outside of time. He created it. So he has the time somehow, supernaturally, to select people one by one and say, you're called and you're called and you're called. Scripture says many are called, but few are chosen. So, we, we know that there are those who just ignore the call completely. The, some partially they say, yeah, I'm, I'm in, you know. But then they don't obey what God has for them. And I'm telling you right now, I did not want to be a pastor. <laughs> now I do. I've obeyed the Lord, and I love it, and God's called us to be here and do this, and I love you, and I love doing what I do. But man, I'm telling you, when you want to do well with God, you want to do well with life, you obey the call of God on your life. And there's more of that where this came from, okay? You just stick around, and God's going to be speaking to you through his word, and he's going to show you exactly how you fit in. Because there's some of you in here, you've accepted the Lord, you say, well, I don't know what my calling is. Can I just give you a, a wise, simple, general answer? You are called to serve. Somewhere, some way, somehow, you're called to serve. Are you with me? And he loves you, and he's chosen you to be his own people. For when we brought you the good news, remember, good news is the gospel. 
When we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power, he says here. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. Hmm. And you know of our concern for for you from the way we lived when we were with you. This is good. So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. Now, this was another time and another place. One day, possibly in our lives, we're going to suffer for, for believing in Jesus. We saw a little baby inkling of it, the tip of the, the head of a pin, right? P-I-N, during COVID. So you're in trouble if you go to church, right? You're in tro- and if you go to church, you have to wear a mask and all this weird stuff. But... Look at this. It says, you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. These folks, man, back in the day, when they accepted Jesus, and some of this is going on around the planet, especially in Muslim nations, when you accept Jesus, there's a death warrant for you. They're ready to kill you. They're ready to execute you just because you believe in Jesus. It's against the law. So these folks, man, they were chased down. They were beaten. You study the life of Paul. He was beaten. He was whipped. He was stoned. Man, all kinds of crazy things happened to him, all for the name of Jesus. So these folks, they received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought them. And I guarantee it, these folks knew that if I accept Jesus, I'm in trouble. They knew it because it was already happening to the believers before them. They knew all about it. They knew all about suffering. We haven't seen a lot of that in America yet. It may happen in our lifetime, but that's why you build your faith and you get real with God. Because someday you may need to say, "Uh uh-uh, no matter what, come death or life, whatever, I will not give up on the name of Jesus. I won't give up my faith. In this way, he goes on to say, you imitated both us and the Lord. That's well phrased. As a result, you have become an example to all the believers in Greece, right? Thessalonica, Thessaloniki, it's in Greece, throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you, To people where? Everywhere. Even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. And I want to slow down there. Remember, when you obey the Lord and you're faithful, the word of the Lord, it emanates from you. People are watching you. Sis said she went to to her hairstylist. Get a haircut, and she's able to share her faith. You get to be a light wherever you are, whoever you come in contact with. When you obey the Lord... And like he said, you remember back at the beginning, your faithful work, your loving deeds, your enduring hope. You remember that faithful work, loving deeds, enduring hope. People were watching. People are watching. I know others go, well, nobody wants it. Oh, no, there's always somebody who wants to serve God. Really? They just they're afraid. There's all these reasons. They're afraid. They don't know how to go about it. Some people are terrified of church. They are. That's why many people will go to a Bible study, a regular Bible study, before they go to church on a Sunday morning because they're terrified of it. They don't know. Some people, one guy told me, um, I haven't, and I think, I don't, I don't know the whole detail with him or all the details. It was years ago, years ago. I said, hey, man, I've been missing you. Mijo, where you been? He said, I haven't had any money. I said, what? He said, yeah, I didn't have anything to put in the offering, so I haven't been coming to church. <laughs> See, People have preconceived notions like, can you imagine? I'm at the door and say, did you bring your money today? I don't have no cash. I'm going to do text to give. No, you got to pay $5 coming in. Or, you know, and I'm exaggerating, but the poor guy didn't know. 
And I, I think maybe he, he might have been not all there, but it, it broke my heart because I said, man, he thinks. And his mom was like, oh, don't listen to him or something. So then I met her. Well, then why haven't y'all been to church then? I'm not supposed to listen to him. Why is it? Not because y'all didn't have any money. You don't have no time or what? No, I didn't give him a hard time. I, don't get, I didn't give him a hard time. But people have preconceived notions about what goes on here. Say, man, church, they're going to condemn me. They're going to judge me. There's hypocrites in church. <coughs> like there's no hypocrites at Walmart. <coughs> or at the bar, right? Or wherever. There's hypocrites everywhere. <coughs> Excuse me. So now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you. <coughs> to people where? Everywhere even beyond Macedonia and Achaia, for wherever we go, we what? I love this. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God, and that's you and that's me. Really. We don't need to tell them about it. For they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. It's a big deal when people serve God. As you've become a believer, isn't it a big deal to you when you hear that an athlete is a Christian? Like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Catches your attention. You know, Hollywood actors, don't get your hopes up. I've had a lot of them disappoint me. Oh, no, he's a believer. And then they're pro everything, right? Mm, they're a Hollywood believer, I guess. I guess that's a different kind of believer. But people are watching you. So it says, for they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. Wow, that's powerful. Let's stop there tonight, if you would. We're about to run out of time. Go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes. And we're going to pray together. Is there anyone in the house tonight? <clears throat> anyone in the house at the sound of my voice who would say, Pastor Matt, I need to make a confession of faith. I have never accepted Jesus. I've never made him the Lord of my life. If that is you tonight, please raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. Is there anyone in the house who says, I've never confessed Jesus or made him the Lord of my life? And if that's none of you, then perhaps this prayer is for those on the live stream, on YouTube or Facebook. So let's pray together. Repeat this prayer with me if you would. Everybody in the house, say, Heavenly Father. I need you. I'm a sinner without you. I accept the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. And I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe. Save me from my sin. Save me from myself. Save me from hell. Say, I believe Jesus died and rose again for me. Thank you for saving me. I trust you and I believe your word and I thank you Father. I give you the glory in Jesus name. Now let me pray for you Father. I thank you for everyone in this room, the great listeners in this house tonight and those on the live stream Lord. You have a purpose, a plan and a design for their lives. Speak to them about it. Let it be developed. Speak to them about their calling as they serve. Lord we find the details of our calling as we serve. You've done that for me. You've done that for others in this room. You've done it for people throughout the ages. You give us the details and the direction of our calling as we simply serve. 
and make ourselves available to you and to your kingdom. I thank you tonight, and I trust you, and I believe your word, and I thank you for working in our lives and in our hearts. We give you all the praise and all the worship tonight, Father, and we give you the glory, and we thank you that you're faithful. You'll never change your mind about your people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you'll never change your mind about us. We worship you and we praise you tonight, and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen.